1: Today, we're going to have a little heart-to-heart talk about a lot of different things, and I want you to grab inside your bulletin, there's a sermon outline. We're in a series called Freedom. Last weekend, we looked at freedom from anger, and today, I want to look at this topic, freedom from debt. I've got a list of things that some of you are going to, as we head into it, you're going to think, well, that doesn't really apply to me. I want you to know that every point that I make today applies To every single person in this room and I hope you'll uh, stay with us and pay attention and take notes and let me pray before we dive into this list of things that we need to be free from number one God let's pray God we ask today that you would open up our hearts thank you for the time of worship thank you for these gifted people to lead us to a time of praise and thank you for an opportunity to take the Lord's Supper which we do every week here And now as we open up the Word of God and look at different verses and look at this topic of being set free from things that we are in bondage to, God, I ask that you would speak to every heart. Help us to hear what you want us to hear. Be with the speaker. Be with every listener, we pray in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Number one on our list, I've got four things. Number one... Every one of us have a debt of freedom, a debt of freedom, and it's a debt that we should honor. Two weeks ago, just two weeks ago, was Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day weekend is dedicated to the men and women who've paid the ultimate sacrifice. A lot of people see Memorial Day weekend just as a weekend to have a picnic, But it's really a sacred time, each of us, to consider where our freedoms come from and what do our freedoms mean to us, to remember, to reflect, to be thankful to those who gave up their life for our freedoms. But in the course of American history, every time I see our flag, I think of the 7,000-plus Men and women who have died the last 20 years fighting what we call the War on Terror. Many of these soldiers died on the sands of Iraq and Afghanistan. I think of the 25,000 soldiers who died in the American Revolutionary War in the year 1775. I think of the 36,000 soldiers that died in the Korean War in the year 1950. The 58,000 soldiers who died in Vietnam, 1965 to 1973. I think of the 116,000 soldiers that died in World War I in the year 1917, 1918. Then, of course, I think of the 405,000 soldiers that died in World War II from 1939 to 1945. And of course, I have to remember the 620,000 soldiers who died on American soil in a war called the Civil War from 1861 to 1865. Every time I see the flag, I think of the the million plus soldiers who died simply so that I can choose where I want to live "...and choose what school I want to attend, and choose what food that I want to eat, and choose what clothes I want to wear, and choose what faith I want to believe, and choose what friends I want to keep, and to choose what car I want to drive, and to choose what books I want to read, and to choose what national park I'd like to visit, and to choose what hobby I'd like to enjoy and to choose what job I'd like to perform, to enjoy the things that I enjoy. Those are called freedoms. And I slash we have a debt to each and every person who fought for the freedoms that we hold dear in the United States of America. I want you to write this down. Every one of us, if you live in this country, even with our imperfections, And every nation has imperfections. There is no perfect nation. We should be thankful. We should be grateful. And we should never take our freedoms for granted. Did you know that all freedoms ultimately come from God? Freedom was not something that the United States of America discovered or came up with. All freedoms come from your Creator God. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 3.17, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. God put Adam and Eve, the first two people, on the face of this planet and gave them absolute freedom. He was the one that gave them freedom. He said, You can do whatever you want. Go wherever you want. I'll let you call the animals. Adam and Eve got to name all the animals. You can call them whatever you want to call them. They could have called the elephant ant and the ant the elephant, but they chose to call the elephant the elephant and the ant the ant. And then he said, you can choose either to obey me or not to obey me. It's your choice. I give you freedom to choose. Of course, they chose poorly. And then God allowed us, every single person, if you're here today, God graced you to live in a country that has freedom The freedom to come to church without the fear of persecution. Not one of you thought, if I go to church today, that the government might arrest me and throw me in jail. You have the freedom to carry your Bible. You have the freedom to pray in public. You have the freedom to witness and to share your faith. You have the freedom to worship as we have worship today. There are countries all over the world today where those things are illegal you can be jailed for just simply worshiping or carrying a Bible. 1 Peter chapter 2.16 says, We need to live as free men, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as servants of God. We have a debt for our freedoms that we hold dear in this country. Number two, write this down. We all have what's called the debt of life. The debt of life that we all owe. I will explain this to you. If you're alive, how many of you are breathing right now? You're alive, you're alive. You have a family, you have a job, you have a mind, you have a heart, you have an existence of some kind. If you're here today and you're alive, it's not because of you and your abilities. It's because there have been many people that have helped you get here today first is god himself your creator you wouldn't even be here if god hadn't created you you wouldn't be here the bible says the bible says that god knit you together inside your mother's womb yeah i mean you have nothing to do with who you are god was the one who put you together he breathed into your nostrils the breath of life he's the one that keeps your heart beating He's the one that provides for your every need. He's the one that, that created you and sustains you. And then, then each of us, we have parents. You didn't get here by yourself. Every single person in this room is here because somewhere in the past, you had a dad, you had a mom who got together. And bingo, there you are. You had nothing to do with it. Even if you don't know who your parents are, which is true for many people, they were given up for adoption at two or three weeks of age and they don't even know who their mom or dad, you still have a debt to them. You wouldn't be here without them. And even if you know who your parents are and you don't like them, which is sadly the case for some, you wouldn't be here without them. And we've all had parents or school teachers or coaches or friends who have mentored us and peers who've walked beside us and neighbors and volunteers and local community centers and schools and after-school clubs and churches and youth ministries. And then there are scholars, I mean like really smart people from years ago who took the Bible that originally was written in Hebrew and Greek and Aramaic and they translated it into English just so you could read it. We have a debt to those people. We have a debt to the believers throughout the centuries. For 2,000 years, think about this, for 2,000 years there have been Christians and believers who have handed down from one generation to the next generation the story of Jesus Christ, and one day it came to you and you accepted Jesus as your Lord. We have a debt to all those people. generations gone by and then there's engineers and inventors and builders and scientists who have developed roadways and airplanes and cell phones and microwaves and indoor toilets praise God for indoor toilets well who came up with that I have no idea I just love that person though whoever they are we owe a debt to the farmers who grow your food you have a debt to the doctors and nurses who watch over your health you have a debt to the dentist who protect or take care of your teeth you have a an honor a debt to pay to firefighters and police officers who protect your city and judges and lawyers who defend your rights <clears throat> to barbers who cut your hair if you have hair the point is, if you're alive here today, it's because of people who've gone before you, most of whom you have no idea who they even were. But you wouldn't be here without them. It's interesting what Paul writes in Romans chapter 13. Look at this verse. It's a great verse, Romans 13. Paul, Paul the Apostle Paul, says these words in Romans 13:7. He said, hey, give everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes pay your taxes. If you owe rent, pay your rent. If you owe respect, pay your respect. If you owe honor, Paul writes, then give honor. The very next verse, he says these words, let no debt remain outstanding. In other words, make sure you always pay all of your debts except he said there's this one debt that you perpetually have you'll never be able to pay off this debt and what is that one debt to simply love one another i want you to write that down the debt of life this debt that we owe is a debt to love one another oh it's a lesson for us to learn here today That your life is so much more than just you. That you owe so much to so many people who've gone before you. That the only possible way you could ever pay that off is just simply to love one another. Let's say you're here today and everything's good in your life. And you know, we're supposed to love everybody. Yeah, but you've kind of bought into culture that there are certain people in our society... Uh, and, and they're categorized and we lump everybody into one group of people sometimes based on the color of their skin and we love everybody but we don't like this one segment of people and so you live your life harboring ill will against people and one day you get a test result that says you have a terminal sickness and so you run to a hospital And you run through the doors of that hospital and you only have one request. And the one request is save me, help me, heal me. You walk into a hospital that you don't realize that for generation upon generation upon generation that knowledge has been passed down, technology has been passed down, inventions have been passed down monies have been raised to produce that hospital to run that hospital you don't care about any of that you just want to be made whole you walk in there with that one thought to heal me save me i guarantee you that there are people in centuries or generations past that are responsible for that hospital that a lot of those people you, they they think like you they believe like you they behave like you but there's a lot of people that don't act like you, that don't believe like you, that don't behave like you, that think 100% opposite of you that were responsible for that hospital even being there. You don't care about that. You just went in there to want to be saved. And I'm saying to you, the only reason you are blessed and you've, been, uh, you've received the benefit your life your education your faith your house your car your city your hospitals your school your church is a result of people you don't even know from from generations past who've handed down from one generation to the next it's a debt that you owe it's a debt that i owe paul says in regards to anything in this life anything in this life you should know anything to anyone except the debt of love If you have a rent, pay your rent. You should not owe back pay to your employees. You should not owe back taxes to your government. You should give your honor to your soldiers. You should give those favors to your friends. Pay every debt you have except the one debt that you will always have, and that debt is to love one another. All of life, everything in life flows from God and flows from the people that God has created, I could trace, if God was here with me, He could help me, uh, I could trace every single person in this room, your ancestry, back to Adam and Eve. Every one of you. All of us. Come. From Adam and Eve. We are a part of one race, the human race. One. I know you look you look different. I'm glad you look different. He created us differently but we're all one family and if i took your life and i had uh ancestry.com and uh, times 10 and we could truly trace your ancestry back to adam and eve you would discover you've got a lot of great amazing ancestors in your background but you would also discover you've got some very crooked and evil ancestors in your background And so we just need to understand that our only task is to love our God creator and to love one another. It's a debt we must pay. Number three is the debt of finances. The debt of finances, a debt to pay. Most of us here are in some type of financial bondage. I'd be hard pressed to find someone here that didn't have debt. Proverbs 22, 7 says that the borrower, that would be you, is servant to the lender. The one who borrows, the one who is in debt, financial debt, becomes the slave to the one who loaned the money. There's many reasons for that. One is just peer pressure, trying to keep up with the Joneses. It's not because we have to have these things. It's because our neighbor has them. And then we have Hollywood and the media that produces 7,000 commercials every day. Hollywood hires the best actors, the best writers, and the best producers with one goal in mind, and that's to create discontent in you. To make you say, oh, I have to have that. I need that. My life is incomplete. Without that, anything from Gorilla Glue to Fruit Loops, (laughs) from an iPhone to a Big Mac. And then we have another reason why we're in debt is this thing called plastics or what's called credit cards. Don't you love credit cards? They just mail them to you and they're painless. You go buy anything you want and just swipe it and it's yours. Until what? Until you get the bill later. And then it hurts. This is a true story. My wife is here. She'll vouch for this. Last week, she lost her credit card and she called me. And I was like, Where was the last place you used it? And she goes so many places, she couldn't remember. And then then she said, honey, this is true. She said, should I call the credit card company and cancel? I said, no. She said, why not? I said, because whoever finds your card cannot possibly spend as much money as you spend on that card. (laughs) Now, I said that. My, My wife is extremely, extremely frugal. But I will tell you that as a church, individually, we are up to our eyeballs in credit card debt. I think the average credit card debt now is like $8,000 per person. Let's say we have 6,000 people in church. You do the math sometime. Multiply 6,000 people times $8,000 and see how much credit card debt this church has alone. And so we have all these reasons, but Jesus said this about money. Look at these words. Now, these are his words in Matthew 6. No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. And then Jesus said these words You cannot serve both God and money. I personally believe that we are a nation of slaves. I want to say that again. We are a nation of slaves, slaves to money. Because America no longer serves God. America is a servant to money and material possessions. As a nation, we are in bondage. And it's a curse.
0: It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. four seven seven seven. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. We have a special gift for everyone listening today to help with your daily Bible reading. It's our anchored journal a complete 365-day Bible reading guide and journal that will help you stay connected to God's Word throughout the coming year. It works with any version of the Bible you are currently reading. The Anchor journal comes in a choice of colors and can be yours right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. It's as simple as calling our toll-free number 888-818-4777. You won't want to miss out on this limited time offer, so be sure to call right now. Our number again is 888-818-4777. The anchored Journal can also be found on our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. Get yourself anchored to God's Word with your personal Anchor Journal today.
2: We live in the most distracted culture in the history of the world. We see about 10,000 messages every day. We even touch our phones about 2,000 times a day. We're literally being overwhelmed with information. That's why there's no better time than right now for Dudley Rutherford's remarkable new book, One Thing, Rediscover a Simpler Faith in Our Complicated World. In this timely book, Pastor Dudley invites you to open your Bible and look closely at seven key passages of scripture where you'll find the beautifully uncomplicated phrase, One Thing. These scriptures will quiet all the noise that you're hearing and call you back to a simpler faith. Dudley Rutherford has discovered the secret of how to focus our lives on the one thing that matters. What if you could find that simplicity? It's waiting out there, and this is your roadmap to freedom. Contact Lift Up Jesus today and get your copy of One Thing, the book that could finally change everything.
0: I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at this same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.